0: This is episode 112, Notes from 2020 April General Conference. Hi, this is Jocelyn with Striving to be Spiritual, a podcast for moms wanting to strengthen their spirituality. We use the teachings of Jesus Christ and the Apostles to come closer to God and ultimately fulfill our divine calling of mothering and raising His children. Hello! How is everybody doing? So, I pre-recorded an interview, the first interview I've ever done on the podcast, which is so exciting. And I was going to have it come out this Friday, but I almost feel like I want to post this episode first. So there may be a few repetitions, um, like on the point of light for your life and whatnot, and the wrong episode number. Uh, It would be a bit of work for me to go back and change that all. Anyways, but I really wanted to talk about some thoughts from General Conference. It was this past weekend, and it was a joy to be at home with my children and husband and just kind of watch conference together. As I was watching conference, the first song that kind of came on and really touched me was It Is Well With My Soul. And have things been well with your soul lately? In ways my soul has kind of gone on a big roller coaster ride. And that was just profound for me to think about having things be well with my soul and hoping that conference would be able to help some of the things that were not well feel more peace. Our prophet was the first to speak, which I was really excited about. He kind of mentioned that if you're prepared, you shall not fear that we need to fill our spiritual storehouses with faith, with truth, with testimony, with repenting dailies. We need to strive to stand in holy places and be not moved. He again mentioned that we need to find ways that we can best hear him. I think I wrote the two words, hear him, Probably 10 times as I was trying to take some notes from this general conference, it was reiterated and repeated a lot. So it's probably one of the important things that we need to be working on over this next little while is how do we hear him? How do we get that personal revelation for ourselves? What are the ways that we do hear him? How does he speak to us? I'm not going to go over every talk that was given because some definitely seem to resonate better with me than others, and it would take a lot of time to go through them, but I encourage you to go back through and read them. Read your favorite ones and reread them. Mark them. Tell them to your kids. Teach them what you learned. I want to try and do better at teaching my kids what I learned. I was taking notes, and my daughter thought that I was just writing down the names of the people. (laughs) She didn't really realize I was taking notes. So sometimes you have to tell them, hey, I'm, I'm taking some notes, some things that I really like for a conference. So keep that in mind that they don't just automatically know what you're doing or what your reasoning behind it is. Sometimes you have to tell them why and what and maybe explain to them. I probably should explain to my daughter a little better the things that I took notes on. And I look forward to hopefully trying that in the next little while. All of the talks did have good stuff and good notes that I wrote down and that do apply to me, but I'm just going to go over a few of my favorites, like I mentioned, for the sake of time. Joy D. Jones, the primary president, was one of my favorite ones. <laughs> um, she talked about women's roles a little bit and how women's unique contributions are vital. The Lord loves effort. Because effort brings reward that you cannot get without it. I thought that was such a good thought for these times when it can be easy to just want to be lazy. To not put in the effort to follow the spiritual promptings. To do the things that we know Heavenly Father wants us to do. Putting that effort is hard. It's uncomfortable. But doing it can bring such great blessings and I really liked how she talked about that. She talked about Moses having to climb the mountain. He had to climb all the way to the top. The Lord just didn't meet him halfway. Commitment to progress brings eternal rewards. She also talked about divine potential and eternal worth. She reiterated the scriptures that were for Emma to learn much. Learning is integral to progression. It's going to take change, it's going to take improvements, and we're going to have to purify our lives. I'm sure many of you remember this part, but she talked about the hats, how there are many hats that women's wear. But I found peace and comfort in that we don't have to wear them all at once. Sometimes it seems like we have to do it all. We have to be the mom that homeschools, that makes a million dollars, that reads her scriptures, that donates to charities, and does all these good things, but we don't have to do it all. The Spirit helps us know His priority for our lives today, and that's what we need to do is today. She talked about laying aside the things of the world, and although I haven't really been scrolling on Facebook as much, I still have found other ways, sadly, to fill that time. I have found YouTubers to follow and almost taken it to a different avenue, which is sad and kind of defeats my purpose of not scrolling. So when she talked again about laying aside the things of the world, I know I need to put down my phone. I don't want my children to know me as a mom who was addicted to her phone, that needed her phone for everything. I want to be a mom that took the time to teach them that wasn't distracted by the things of this world. And that to me was a good reminder of things I can do to lay aside the things of the world that are distracting me. For me, it's, it's the YouTube and the scrolling and the mindless media. <laughs> I don't know what might be distracting you, but what is something of the world that you could lay aside? We need to be an example to the rising generation. Anyways, those are a few thoughts from her talk that kind of stood out to me. I look forward to going back and rereading it and getting all the quotes right and really trying to understand how I can better myself in my role as a mother. You know, I try not to have favorite talks in general conferences (laughs) because they're all good, right? But this conference, I definitely had a favorite talk. It was Jeffrey R. Hollins. His talk was so good and resonated with things that I needed to hear, hope that I needed to find, that I was lacking. The Saturday of conference was good, and I had spiritual insights, but I was kind of grouchy that day. I had woke up with a headache, and it was just kind of, I was in this weird funk almost. But his talk on Sunday morning was like a breath of fresh air. I was so grateful. I don't know if you guys gathered this or if this was just my observation, but it seemed like a lot of them didn't really want to mention the pandemic. Like, almost they were scared or something. But Jeffrey R. Holland, he he talked about it. He talked about conquering COVID-19. He talked about freeing others from hunger and poverty. He talked about the gift of personal dignity. And he talked about hope. He talked about deeply personal hopes, and that we can hope, that we should hope, even when facing insurmountable odds. I just, at one point during his talk, he mentioned something like this, that we, we all need to believe what we desire in righteousness can be ours. If we lose hope, what we have left is flame rising on each side. I loved this talk filled with hope. I look forward to reading this one and learning more about it. He talked about the saints pressing forward steadfastly with love in our hearts and a brightness of hope. I really needed a message of hope this conference, and his message conveyed that. I felt more hopeful. I felt more excited. I felt More like I wanted to do the things that I've been prompted to do for a while, that I am working on, but I got renewed hope from his talk. The last talk I'm going to talk about in this podcast episode was by L. Whitney Clayton, and he talked about a billboard in Utah, or I believe it was in Utah, that caught his attention. On the billboard in Utah, it said something like, what is the finest home? And he went on to talk about what really makes up the finest homes. It's not the architecture, the furnishings, or the the way they built. And this really, I think, stood out to me as well because I'm trying to make a home. I'm trying to build a sanctuary of faith. I'm trying to have a fine home as he describes these aspects. Not in the aspects of worldly size, and dollar cost, but a home as he describes. So let's talk about what he describes. He says, what makes the finest homes? The personal qualities of the people who live there. You can contribute to the spiritual furnishings of your home. So can each member of your family, and they do. What are our personal qualities that make our home fine? Like, this all seems interesting and kind of a cool way to think about us in our homes and what might attract people to our homes. I finished the book Beloved Emma before this conference started, and that book talked about so many people finding refuge in Emma's home. Can people find refuge in my home? It's interesting to think about on some of these attributes he lists. The second thing that he mentioned about what makes a fine home was the people in the homes make time to study the scriptures and the words of the prophets each and every day. That's got to contribute to the first one, which is the personality traits. The third one he mentioned was the finest homes follow the temple blueprints, and he gave examples of how they do that through keeping the commandments using your temple recommends, and a few other things that I didn't have time to write down. I was trying to take good notes, but sometimes they talk fast, and I didn't get them all written down, but like I said, this might be a good opportunity to go review what makes the finest homes. I also wanted to mention that at the beginning of his talk, he mentioned the same things. He's been to homes with dirt floors and homes that have marble. But it's not the actual home that makes it a fine home. It's these characteristics. The fourth one was the finest homes are a refuge from the storms of life. Again, on this one, I was reminded of Emma and her helping people through the storms of life and being a refuge to many. How can I make my home and help make my home one of the finest homes? as he suggested. My point of light for your life is to think about women's roles. Have hope. Don't give up. Keep pressing forward. And how can you make your home a fine home? Also, I want to encourage you to think of your favorite talks. Think of some of the highlights that stood out to you and share a few with somebody. Yes, share it. If your kids are not home, message one of them or text a friend, call a relative, but tell them some of the highlights from your conference experience. If you didn't get to listen, I encourage you to go back and find which one would have been one of your favorite talks or that had the most insights for you during their talk. I appreciate you listening and sharing this episode. Until next time. This has been another episode of the Striving to be Spiritual podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and tell your friends. I hope you have a great day. Until next time.